16 years. It seems like forever when you're waiting to get your first driver's license. It's about one-fifth the lifespan of the average American male. It's also how long this Utah mayor has served his city. My dad was the city judge here for in Spanish work for 20 years, long, long time ago when I was a kid. His good friend, uh, Mayor Barney, he called me up. He said, Steve, he said, I need you to run for city council. And I said, gee, Dale, I don't know if I could stand to have that many people hate me. And he goes, you'll get used to it. Steve Lafson, the mayor of Spanish Fork, is one of many retiring local leaders in Utah. We'll hear him look back and speak with the mayor of Murray, Blair Camp, who's also stepping away from municipal leadership. What do you tell people who are just beginning their service in municipal government? You know, what do you, what advice would you give someone new? Don't do it. No, I'm just <laughs> This is Cities Work, a podcast brought to you by the Utah League of Cities and Towns. Longtime Spanish Fork resident Steve Lafson first ran for office with no real expectation of winning. There was like 15 people running for two spots. I figured I'll be about seventh. And so when the results started coming in, I wasn't even watching. My wife said, hey, you better come up and look at this, you know, and I was leading and everything. And I go, wow, it was awesome. It's been great. He served on the city council for eight years, then ran for mayor, ultimately serving for another two terms. Yes, 16 years. Of course, Utah's seen phenomenal growth over that decade and a half. Mayor Lafson knew it was coming and embraced it. When I was a kid, growing up, we had about 3,000 residents and we're up to almost 50,000 now. I tell people, you're never gonna stop growth. The only way you're gonna stop growth is you quit having kids and that's not gonna happen. So you have to plan for it, you know, embrace it, plan for it, which Spanish work has really done well. You know, not only in my term, but former city council mayors, they've done a real great job of planning for the future of the city. And that's why it's such a well-run city. Some of the things that I've really feel good about as we got our hospital, you know, I've always wanted to have that hospital here in town. Seeing our parks and recs develop, you know, our All Abilities Park that we just put in, you know, is second to none in the nation. I've had other mayors and council come down and tour it and they go, wow, this is pretty cool. So you see things like that. See the way we've tried to develop things. My goal as when I became mayor was, I want a place where everybody can just stay right here. You can get all your recreation, all your shopping, your entertainment, and and do everything. You don't have to leave. And, and we've pretty much done that right now. Spanish Fork made a strong commitment to offering opportunities for healthy living to residents with events that help strengthen community spirit. We've developed classes and programs to help with mental illness because we know that's a big issue, a part of our wellness here in town. And so we have a, a big uh, carnival or a, a assembly every year with uh, Fit City. And we do a lot of prizes and runs and have a little fun run. And we do t-shirts and all that stuff. Vanish Fork was always known as a baseball town. And now we're getting well-rounded on everything. Our pickleball courts, our soccer fields, our everything else. We were the first Hall of Fame uh, rodeo in Utah. And so that's a big, big thing. Those people before us, you know, we put, we've sold out for 12 straight years. 
and it was during a performance last year that a downpour hit, right as the rodeo was getting started. Oh my heavens, with that rain we had this last time. And what was interesting about that is, you know, we've never experienced rain like that in, that I can ever remember. You know, we paused it for an hour and a half, went back out, and I bet 70 to 80% of the, the fans stayed. And I got a comment the next day from a lot of the cowboys. They said, we've gone to a lot of rodeos, and when it rains, everybody goes. They all go home, you know. And we came and saw all the people still here. He said, that's unreal. And so that next morning, we're trying to dry everything out. And so we came up with the idea. We got an airport here in Spanish Fork. We got a helicopter. Let's bring a helicopter in there and let's see if they can use it. That's a big fan. Someone asked for, we need some big fans. I said, well, what bigger fan we got than a helicopter? So they brought a helicopter in and for three hours, that helicopter hovered over the arena to dry that out, which didn't get it all out, but it, it got a lot of it out, which made it easier for us to continue on with our performances. I guess I've been kind of crazy that way because, you know, I look at if there's a problem, you know, you know, let's find a solution for it and find ways to solve that problem, not worry about it. Let's just solve it. When running a city, you hear a lot of diverse viewpoints on issues, zoning, funding, you name it. And there are critics, those who say you made the wrong decision or didn't act quickly enough. So what's that like for a mayor? I tell them it's like a referee. You make a call and half the people like you and half the people don't. You know, you get that. It's harder for my wife than me. I'm okay with it, you know. I haven't really got that much, you know. People think, oh yeah, people really hate you and hate that. It's not. Everybody has different opinions and different things. And, you know, there's things that we've worked on and wanted and the citizens said we don't want it and they voted it down. I'm okay with that. I was disappointed, but I'm okay with it, you know, and we'll move on and do something else. As far as getting a lot of criticism on that, you know, you'll get those few, which you always will get. There's certain people that you'll never please, but you know, but the majority of the people are very happy with what's going on. I think what you really need to know is the people need to know that you care about them, you know, and you will listen to them. And a lot of times they think, oh, well, you get in there and you just want it your way. You just want what you want. You want to do what's best for Spanish Fork. And I've always taken the posture, I'll do whatever's best for Spanish Fork. You know, I've had friends come into city council and they wanted to do something. As a friend, I really wanted to do that for them, but I knew that that wasn't what was best for the Spanish Fork. And so, you know, you have to do that. And then he said, well, I thought we were friends. And I said, we are, but that wasn't what was best for the whole city. And so you, you know, you develop a plan, you develop what the vision you'd like to see, and then be flexible because it's not always gonna be that way, you know, because the citizens have a lot to say about what a city has and a good leader will listen to them and try to accommodate them to a point, you know, what's best. When a city is running well, why would a local leader move on? Mayor Leifson says for him, personally, it was time. He says there are dedicated, knowledgeable people on the ballot, and the city will be in good hands. And he does have a little advice for the next city leaders. Don't have an ego, don't have an agenda. Listen to the people, do what's best for the city. Right now, Spanish Fork, we're unique. We have 
great employees. We have great citizens. This is a well-run city. You know, the people before us have set the pace and set the bar for us. And I just wanted to continue to make it great and continue to move on with what we've had. You don't need to come in and change everything. You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Make it better. When you look at the traits of local leaders, there are many similarities. Commitment is one. Many in public service spent hours of their day managing full-time responsibilities in what is technically a part-time position. Long hours turn to days, months, and years, willingly, because of a leader's commitment. Now we hear from a mayor who, after more than two decades as a fire chief, furthered his commitment to the community in elected office. Murray Mayor Blair Camp. I've served the city for many years. I spent 26 years in the fire department. When I retired from the fire service, um, I thought it'd be a good way to give back to the city by running for city council and spending time serving on the council. I know city government, so it was an opportunity to use what I knew and what I had learned to make a difference on the council. Ted Iyer, the mayor before me, Ted was a good friend, and he asked me one day, do you want to run for mayor? And I said, no, I don't. I have no interest. I'm good with the part-time position on the council. And then he asked again, and then again, got to thinking about it and decided that I still probably had enough gas in the tank to uh, to put in a few more years and and it would although it was going back to work full time uh, that uh, I could contribute and maybe get some projects done that he had started turns out camp's experience as a fire chief helped give him a solid understanding of how municipal government works when I was a, an assistant fire chief, I thought I knew all about being a fire chief. Then I became a fire chief and I, I realized, oh, you know what? There's a lot of things I didn't know. Uh, but there's a lot of things that you do know that really help uh, and really helps you jump into that role. If someone has aspirations to to be in the political arena, you know, starting at the city council level is a really great place to start because you can really uh, learn about, about what goes on. And then from there, you go to county or, or state or federal, obviously it gets more and more political, <laughs> but, um, but it's a good place. It's a great place to start. Over the years, change has impacted all cities. Yet Mayor Camp is pleased that the hometown feel is relatively unchanged in Murray. He says it's about finding a proper balance. When I moved to Murray in 1975, Murray was the second largest city in Salt Lake County. And since that time, all the other cities have, have grown up around us and we've stayed geographically small. Uh, therefore, we don't have a lot of uh, room to develop still. Redevelopment is a, is a big issue here in a, in a city as old as Murray. So maintaining that hometown feel uh, has been a challenge and it will continue to be a challenge. But one of the things that we have going for us is Murray is known for our fierce independence. You know, we have our own power department. We have our own recreation center that's city owned. We have our own senior recreation center that's city owned. Uh, you know, our parks and recreation programs that are part of the city. And uh, I think that's one of the things that makes Murray so unique. So maintaining those, although it's been gratifying, it's also a challenge because funding is tough. And Murray's changing the demographics. Murray used to used to be the, that's where you went to, to buy a car, right? So, so if you want a car, 
State Street and Murray. You still still go to State Street and Murray when you want a car. But all the, the, the shopping is changing. Um, uh, we still have Fashion Place Mall, which is a great, a great mall and is uh, one of the most successful malls in the Western United States. But big box retail is changing the face of retail. And when we look at how we're going to change and we, we look at the, the pressures to build high density housing and uh, in areas that have traditionally not had high density housing and those that are longtime residents are really resisting that. That's where you have to really strike that balance and you have to give the public their, their input. You have to weigh it and then you move forward making the decisions that are best. As any community experiences growth and change, there are differences in the opinions of residents. Sometimes the pressure can get emotional. And often the target of those who disagree is the elected official. So how does a mayor manage diverse, even critical voices? Yeah, that's a great question because that's a real challenge. Uh, and, and that is the reality. Uh, everyone expects their opinion to be the one that matters. And that's probably one of the biggest challenges of this position, is trying to do the right thing with so many different voices. And at the end of the day, I was elected to make decisions. And so you have to weigh what the demon on this shoulder is saying compared to what the angel on this <laughs> shoulder is saying. But at the end of the day, a decision has to be made and, and uh, we're elected to make those decisions. Some people are really happy with them and some people are not so happy. Someone told me when I, when I ran for office that you're gonna need to have thick skin to do this. And I, I even had somebody tell me while I was campaigning that you must have thick skin because you're talking to me about these things and you're taking my criticism. But it feels kind of like after time, the thick skin kind of starts to wear thin. It, it, does, it does wear on you when uh, the criticism becomes personal. I can, I can be criticized for, uh, for decisions that are made, and I can be uh, criticized for things that did or didn't get done. But when it becomes personal, that's when it, it, really, it, it really wears on you. And that's one of the bigger challenges for future elected leaders anywhere. You're going to get a lot of different opinions. You're going to have a lot of different people telling you what to do. And you've got to sort it out and you've got to make the decision, make the right decision for the right reason. That would be my advice to anyone that's doing this. As I've reflected back on these years of service and now, now looking forward to years of doing something else, uh, I do think a little bit about how, you know what, I probably still have a little bit of gas left in the tank, but somebody else is going to need to, to step up and, and, and do that now. I will miss a lot of the relationships that have formed. Uh, I had the same thing when I left the fire service. A lot of the, a lot of the fire chiefs, uh, you know, we still are in contact uh, with a few, but, but you, you miss the people. It's, I guess it's kind of like every job. Uh, when you leave, you don't miss the work so much, but you miss the people that you work with, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss the people. Well, I, I'll just say it's been a great opportunity to serve the city, and I've, I've really appreciated the opportunity that I've had to serve. Probably didn't make all the right choices, but I've made the choices that I thought were right. And, uh, and, and you know, good luck to those that uh, take over moving forward. Uh, it's, this city has been around for... Uh, well over a hundred years and it'll uh, and it did just fine without me and it'll be just fine after I'm gone. The strength of our cities is carried on the shoulders of our public servants. We honor those who've given so much to our communities like Mayor's Camp and Lafeson. Thanks to them and to you for listening. I'm 
Susan Wood, and this is Cities Work, brought to you by the Utah League of Cities and Towns.